What up? What up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast here with John LaRocca. I'm a little under the weather. Got a little bit of a cold going on. Had a hot toddy about three hours ago. <laughs> doing the tea, doing the water. So I am going to do my best to stick it out. We, we had to have a pod tonight. I could not call in sick on this one. No. But John, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm pumped to talk about some wrestling. Some craziness is going on in the wrestling world, apparently. Oh my god. Never a dull moment. Um but yeah, uh had a pretty good dynamite, I thought, overall. Yeah. And so I'm excited to talk about it. Sweet. All right. So I think everybody is just probably full, stuffed <laughs> from the Vince McMahon conversation. So we're not going to talk about it too much here. If you are a member of this website, uh, you possibly heard me talk about it with Dave. We did an emergency show last night. And I saw on Twitter people saying, all of these wrestling journalists talking like the Saudi deal was already done. And obviously we didn't. We said we were talking about the Vince thing and the Stephanie thing. And then we said, mm -hmm. here's the big rumor. And here are some of the things that would happen if this thing happened. So yeah. um, I, 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 they're, they're probably talking about us, but I don't know why they shouldn't be talking about us. I thought we, we did a really good job with that. Um, and if you aren't and you want to catch up, F4WOnline.com, subscribe. You get all the, all the podcasts. Um, uh, Brian and Dave will be back uh right after us so we'll we'll probably go up i'm guessing we'll be up like two hours before them so we'll get the jump on them mm -hmm. but uh, but yeah so um the, the one thing i wanted to ask you about was the idea so uh, i'll sort of talk about this story that i i was trying uh I, i'm a fan of this podcast called the town and this website called puck news and i've mentioned this guy's name before his name is Matt Bellany. He was the editor at The Hollywood Reporter. And I just really love his podcast. His podcast for The Ringer. I, I'm just jazzed every time. He does it two times a week. And so on Monday, they covered the WWE sale possibility. So they just went through all the companies who could possibly be, you know, on this list to sell. Comcast came up, Endeavor came up. They went through all the, the ones. And so... I, I reached out to him and I've been meaning to reach out to him because I'm I'm just a fan and I wanted to tell him how much I appreciate his show. And you know, I'm I'm kind of ringer adjacent. You know, I have friends who work at the ringer and I help them out a little bit over the summer. You are ringer. And, and then uh and so I was like, oh, by the way, you know, there was one thing that you and uh, Lucas Shaw didn't mention on your podcast, which is this idea that why Vince would want to come in now. And I, so I, I sort of explained to him that, you know, if he gets back on the board and gets back in that executive chairman seat now, and it literally happened the next day, you know, from, from when I told him this, uh, then he'll be, he'll be involved in the sale and he could make sure that the buyer keeps him in this role and doesn't, eliminate him and this is this was dave's whole thing over the weekend about why he thought vince was doing this mm -hmm. and i said and then if he doesn't get in if he doesn't get back on the board if he doesn't get back in the company 
he's not going to approve of the of any of these of the sale or mm-hmm. of a media deal because he doesn't want to be on the outside because it'll be even harder for him to get back in. And so he he just wrote back and he was like, "You you clearly know more about that part of this th- than me." And it sounds like there's like some personal stuff going on. So I, I just, you know, he probably he knows the Hollywood business inside and out. He knows mm-hmm. all the sharks, right? He knows all the game plans. He's covering Bob Iger, like the biggest shark of them all. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he, he just didn't know kind of the inside scoop on the on the McMahon family. And so yesterday I just got finished with the gym. It was probably like five o'clock. And Matt Bellany is the first person to tweet that Stephanie McMahon is resigning from WWE. And I was like, <laughs> wow, like that that kind of came out of nowhere because he was just covering it from a different angle. And I was like, I wonder if if he asked some questions after I sent him the email. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But anyway, so that news comes out on uh, on Tuesday, yesterday, and I immediately text Dave. Dave didn't have power, so he had no idea. <laughs> did you have power yesterday or did you I haven't did you, the home? I have not lost power yet okay yeah, so okay so you were fine i was fine but i'm a little bit north of you guys yeah and so you know the <laughs> the wrestling world goes berserk for 20 minutes mm-hmm. stephanie resigns vince gets unanimously unanimously voted back in as the executive chair and they did the same vote two weeks ago and it was unanimously the other way. Mm-hmm. So he he let um, he replaced three people on the board. Mm-hmm. So those are three no votes that he got out of there. And then two people, two other people quit. So those were two other no votes that yeah. were out of there. And he turned Triple H, obviously. And he turned Nick Khan, obviously. And I kind of wonder if Steph went, you know, I'm just going to resign so i don't have to be the one dissenting vote or if she was just like they're just like you gotta leave like what like can you imagine what what happened there do you do you have any thoughts about what could have happened my thought my theory on stephanie resigning is that she resigned before all the stuff came out with her dad when it came to all the ndas the 12 million dollars etc etc now stephanie mcmahon has always positioned herself at the forefront of the women's evolution, you know, uh, um, uh, feminist, you know, like she's she's all about that. That's her brand, right? That's who she is. She's a great face of that company if you want it yeah. to go that way. Yeah. And <laughs> I think when that came up with her dad, of course, she's probably disgusted and everything like that. I'm sure Percy, you know what I mean? She loves her dad, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, but I mean, she probably, she had, being that close and and being that involved in that company, she had to know a lot of that stuff. It was, ha- it had happened, right? Well, it was coming out and I think she's like, okay, I got to step away from this. I can't be involved. Right. For what I present myself as, and what I believe, I believe, I believe she believes this stuff. She steps down. Vince gets ousted. WWE needs to save face, right. From the bad publicity. What do they do? You know, you got this creepy old man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> on these women, you know, NDAs, twelve million dollars. What do you not do? even creepy? Like you know, what I'm whatever about. is worse than creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. using your power mm-hmm. to, yeah. you know, ha- have them do things and what, whatever, right? Like, like yeah. it's it's worse than just Uncle Creepy. It's it's like yeah. you know, it's bad. 
Yeah. So what they, you know, what, what they do is like, hey, Stephanie, come back. Woman in power, you know, the McMahon name in power, you know, and that was pretty positive, right? That kind of yeah. like spun it really positive for the WWE. Triple H gets in the and head of creative, um, all that, you know, things have been good. I, I've been, we, we talk about we've been enjoying the product for most, most of all. I don't watch Raw, so I don't, you know, that side of it, but Raw's Ra, Ra, not fantastic, but yeah. SmackDown is, is pretty SmackDown has been pretty decent and the, the shows have been the pay, big shows have been you know pretty good now vince works his way back in right <laughs> stephanie's not gonna she can't sit there and she'd be a hypocrite right yeah so i think that's why she stepped down you know and i don't know i'm still hoping there's some kind of a they haven't gone all through the vault yet there's still a couple other uh stuff they have but yeah. they haven't really fired those yet so I don't know if they're even there, but um, you know, I'm not. I, when I heard the rumors and and then the rumors turned into pretty much some solid, you know, truth to it. I wasn't really happy. I started. I'm sorry. Question: Like, am I really gonna watch wrestling that much anymore? <laughs> you know, like I was actually disgusted with wrestling that last night, and I was gonna watch New Year's Evil NXT. Yeah, decide not to watch it. Right. Oh wow. But then. But then I started thinking, like, oh man, for my take it home podcast on a fight game network, you know, I asked the family coming to town Thursday. It's like that's my day I record that show. Yeah. Shoot, I need to record. So I I covered a show wrestling open for that show. Mm-hmm. And that first match is like some four-way cluster tag team match. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm just like I ended up watching the show and and uh, taking notes, but I was just like, man, that's our thing, like. Do I still want to watch wrestling anymore? You know what I mean? Like, where am I? What where, where would I? Where would I go next? That's not one of my feelings about it. Because yeah. I'm not really happy. But with the if Saudi does buy it, and if my because like it's just well, you know, you know all the stuff that that goes with that. And but then again, like I still watch watch UFCs and their part owners. Sure. You know, you know. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm a hypocrite, but it just really, uh, just really. Just bummed me out last night, the news. Yeah. Dana is going through some stuff, and I know he did a, a press conference today, and that was, that was I don't know, I mean, I, I guess he probably feels like he needed to go in front of the people and just fall on the sword, but mm-hmm. at the same time, because he's not being punished in any way, yeah, he's just like this rich white guy who's getting away with slapping his wife and, and mm-hmm. having to be called names and that's his punishment. Yeah. So it's wild. It is definitely wild. And so I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with, you know, the thing about the thing about doing a show, doing this podcast, doing stuff with Dave, doing stuff with Andrew Zarian. And that's kind of like my future in wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Because without all of this that we do, I would be a very casual viewer. Yeah. And it would be about whenever you and Rubio and, and Jeremy wanted and, and, and John wanted to get together and watch stuff. Right. That that would kind of be mm-hmm. still my, my thing. But as long as I'm still doing this, I have to look at it from the perspective of covering the story. Yeah. And so while personally. WWE selling to Saudi Arabia, if that is going to happen. Mm hmm. As a personal fan of the WWF from when I was 
gosh, nine years old or whatever. And like that, that fan, obviously that's not for the best. Cause you know, who knows what, if they would even be on TV mm-hmm. uh, necessarily, they may, they may have go back to like a network kind of thing. But from the perspective of doing this show, doing the show with Dave, it's really about the story and covering the story. So from that perspective, while my own morals or, or whatever is just like, yeah, that's not the greatest thing. You just it's people John's laughing because we uh we we record this show for video so that we can like put some clips up for YouTube and and his cat is just hanging out just, <laughs> just wants to be on camera. Yeah. Just like, you know, Dave's dog did that last night. They uh, <laughs> people get a kick out of Dave's dog yeah. whenever he shows up. But anyway, you cover it because the story is important. And so a lot of people say, well, I can't ever watch again. And I totally get it. Like, I, I get that part of it. But if I'm going to keep doing this, yeah. I have to cover it in a specific way. And oh, I know. I can't put the emotion. Like, you you can, you know, you, you can say, yeah, this is bad. Or this is negative. Or this isn't great for wrestling. Yeah. That's the analysis part. But I can't then go, oh, I'm never watching WWE again. Because then I can't do this show. I can't do this yeah, show. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so so you you cover the story, right? So that's kind of where I sit with it. But um, just keep tuning in. Uh, you know, you know, my trick is uh, I put Twitter. I, I put notifications on mm-hmm. like certain people who I think are gonna be the newsbreakers in this scenario. Yeah. And so when something like that happens, then boom, you get the Twitter, you get the tweet, and you get to see it like right away as it happens. So that's how I keep I keep track of all yeah. the stuff that's going on. But okay, so like I said, you know this story is evolving and we'll have, I'm recording with Dave on Friday. We'll see if he's alive after the <laughs> observer. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure we'll have the latest, but you know, nothing is happening currently that we didn't talk about yesterday. So, yeah. all right, let's move on and let's talk about, uh, some, uh, new Japan battle in the Valley. And the reason why, you know, it's kind of a local show for us, but the reason why I think it's important is because, you know, spoiler alert, no Mercedes Monday tonight on AEW Dynamite. Her match at uh, at the Battle Battle, battle in the Valley, at the, of all places, the San Jose Civic Auditorium. Yeah. Um, her match with, with Kyrie is the one that is selling the tickets and sold that building mm-hmm. out. So I think they were, uh, I think Dave earmarked it at like 600 or something. Like it just... Like that was what they needed for sellout. So whether it's mm-hmm. six or eight or whatever that number is, like she moved it, she moved it quickly coming off yeah. of Wrestle Kingdom and a uh, pretty big deal. And I'm really excited for that show. And and I, it not to say that this little show in San Jose is going to be like this big business mover or anything, mm-hmm. but I do think there's going to be some news coming out of this show and we're going to be there. You know, there's not a bad seat in that house. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of wanted to go over some of these matches with you. They just announced Kazuchika Okada or Shingo Takagi, whoever uh, is the IWGP champion by the time the uh, Battle in the Valley show happens, which is February 18th. They're going to have a singles match for the championship. And I was just like, who's going to face this guy? If it's somebody who's really bad, I'm just going to 
boycott the match and i'm gonna go get the soda or something we're gonna do are we gonna do the walk around uh <laughs> it's, not Civic a, it's not gonna be as long as that walk around madison square garden though we're probably gonna be back in our seat in about 30 okay. seconds because of the building's so much smaller i was but, i was just ribbon in in our group text message saying it's gonna be tony knees it's gonna be ari davari <laughs> yeah. luther but i have the guy okay freaking aaron solo oh my god <laughs> Remember that Jushin Liger's last match in oh, the yeah. United States, and he was teaming with Aaron Solo. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man! Why are we here? Why are we having that going? That's why I'm now. That's why I was thinking, like, oh man, it's probably be Aaron Solo. They're like, he was a big star in the Bay Area. No, he wasn't. You know, I booked him one time. He had Christmas <laughs> a shoe. You know, um, who can we? Who can we talk to? Who can we? bother who can we send emails to to get filthy tom into that match oh was this was this email new japan straight up i'm Just, sure it's gonna be actually it's good i hope it's gonna be tom that would be awesome if it was mm-hmm. tom that because okay so well look at this it's, it's already sold out so you don't need yeah but they're trying to sell fight tv pay-per-views sure and if if that you know, we don't know what's going on with New Japan Strong. It sounds mm-hmm. like that brand is going to change or evolve mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Yeah. But Filthy Tom was a big part of the mm-hmm. of that show. Um, the other guy who was uh, a very big part of that show, Fred Rosser, he's facing Ooh. Kenta for the oh. Openweight Championship, so it can't be him. Damn. Uh, actually, you know, Fred Rosser, I, I know it for a lot of people might not sound like sexy and oh man i gotta watch that match but i mean he's so good i would love to see him versus okada over kenta yeah yeah and it also cannot be here are the other two matches that have been signed alex coughlin versus jr kratos Mm -hmm. or alex coughlin sorry yeah uh, versus jr kratos and david finley versus bobby fish so those are the other two uh, men's matches that are signed for that show so it can't be any of those guys Mm mm-hmm and you know, Filthy Tom was at the last show. He he was in that uh, what was it like a ten man tag? Or ten man tag. Yeah. Where Jr. jumped on. <laughs> J- yeah. It reminded me of when uh, Rocky Balboa and Rocky Three when he finally body slammed <laughs> Hogan Thunderlips out of the ring, and yeah. like all like the first three three rows of the of the fans had just <laughs> collapsed that's what jr kratos going over the top rope reminded me of in the in the last time that we saw it, this don't forget year. jay wyver's eddie kingston's on this card not announced yet but that's the rumored match oh right? i thought it was already announced as far as i can tell it's like it's very where heavily rumored but I haven't seen an announcement yet where the hell did i hear that one from it was announced wasn't it I'll I'll look it up. I'll look it up. All right, all right. See we need it, we need it, our uh, New Japan expert Jeremy Finestone on it right now. Yeah, well, that's where I'm getting the uh, information from him. Uh, is Uh-oh. that because he thought that was going to be the <laughs> announcement tonight? He yeah, thought, I thought that was the match. Yeah, the, the I think it's just heavily rumored as far as I know. So mm, okay. well, I'll figure it out. If I if I find something else, I'll, I'll probably give me Lance Archer versus Okada. You know. That would be better than than your other. <laughs> well, I was just joking. You, know, like, you mentioned. I was thinking WCW and night setting New Japan. Like, oh here, oh here's the talent exchange. Give us Mudo and Chono. Here's high voltage. You know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, what do you think about the idea that 
the former Sasha Banks, the current Mercedes Monet, and Kyrie for the, for the IWGP Women's Championship. Like they're they're like you know New Japan in this area. Mm. You know we've had a Cow Palace show. Um, they come to San Jose now. It's seemingly every year, and, but it just there's just some. I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. Odd, crazy, exciting, whatever it is. But the former Sasha Banks yeah. is probably going to be second from the top on mm-hmm. this New Japan show in this little building in San Jose. It's kind of it's kind of neat to me. Yeah, it's a cool it was a cool thing for us when they announced it. Oh, cool. We're going to be there. That's a great bu- a bu- bonus for us. Um, but, you know, Sasha or Mercedes Monet for New Japan slash stardom like. I think it mainly benefits them for the stardom shows in Japan and also benefits them for anything they're going to do in the United States, right? I think she can definitely be a draw, obviously, um, for that. So I, I expect, like, when we watched the Tokyo Dome show, which came out, I expect, like, you know, this crowd was like, okay, cool. You know, we're, yeah, they, they, they got they got to win. They got to be won over. The, yeah. The, the, that's just how that crowd's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's uh it's it's pretty cool for us and it's gonna be a fun show. I'm looking forward to get, getting out with the boys, hanging out, you know, enjoying some laughs, enjoying some good wrestling. Um I'm hope I'm looking forward to see how that card's gonna fill out. Um I assume uh some local talent will be on there, and then also with uh some you know, who from New Japan was gonna be showing up. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Do you um, I mean you remember this WrestleMania thirty one weekend when Sasha and Charlotte tore it up at, yep. at San Jose State. So it's kind of a little bit of a nice homecoming for her because that was really the match where Vince McMahon was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> Finally, mm-hmm. it took me a little while, but I get it because he was there. I'm curious to see, like, is, was Sasha would have been worth more than 600 tickets, right? I think like, so. If it was, I, I definitely if, think so. The event center would have sold out the event center. Oh, that'd be interesting. Could they, what, because the event center is what, 5,000 versus. Yeah. 2500 or whatever 2500 yeah so i was wondering like maybe like does she sell that out just her announcement of her on the show you know yeah that'll be that that that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. um all right let's talk about aw dynamite like you said it was uh, it was a pretty good show and you know after the first hour i was like man this this may be one of my favorite one hours of wrestling tv Ever you had the opener with Mox and Hangman, mm-hmm. you had the Danielson and Takeshita, and you had the Adam Cole interview, and yeah. the crowd was hot for all that stuff. And then the second hour, what they were not as hot. That stuff was not as good either. I thought there was some mm-hmm. stuff that uh, yeah could have been a lot better. And then you had you know the the match seven of the John LaRock Invitational, <laughs> depending on you know your style and and what you like. As yeah. always, amazing athleticism. Uh, but my my one sentence review of this match would be, it was just like all the other six matches, except they worked around the ladder. Be they really, but I, I would say they did not work around the ladder. That was the issue with the match. <laughs> Is like, I mean, yeah, they I, did I, all I their... mean, physically, they just it was oh, in the yeah. middle of the ring, and they just like work circles I, around the ladder. I think Toy Giovanni like channeled Jim Ross and all of a sudden like halfway through the match like well it's amazing they only went off the ladder once I'm like yeah it's amazing <laughs> stupid all right let's go over this show um <laughs> I think that I think 
you know, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But from what I gather, the main talking point about this show, there's two main talking points from most people on Twitter. Now, using Twitter for this scientific experiment is not the best, but <laughs> the MJF interview where he continued to go cheap heat, and we'll talk about that. I think some people found his promo to be racist. I wouldn't call it racist, mm. but it is, you know, it is going for the low hanging, the low hanging fruit in a, yeah. you know, sort of ethnic teasing kind of way. Um, and then the other thing was the fact that, like we said, Mercedes Monday didn't show up and we'll, we'll kind of go into that and what eventually was the actual storyline, which I just think it's like a little tone deaf, but um, those are the big talking points. Oh, even over the, the the really good wrestling. So let's dig in here. Uh, so open right up with Moxley and Page. Uh, it was fight. It was a, it was like fight night feel, right? It was, yeah. I want to kick your ass. Like that's what this match was. Uh, both guys showing, you know, coming back from tough stuff and, you know, just showing that that strong style that spirit you know that that we always mention when we talk about like new japan pro uh, pro wrestling um moxley sort of had to wrestle as a heel because the fans took to hangman sort of comeback story right hangman was sort mm-hmm. of the victim in all of this as far as the story was being told so moxley just went double bird at the audience at one point but i thought yeah. he was kind of like doing the smart heel like he was at, he kind of worked this like an mma fight where you go to one move and you can tell that move isn't like a hundred percent. So then you transition to the next move and then you transition mm. to the next move. And he was doing that. Uh, Hangman was, was on the defensive. Uh, and then they did the spot, which was a replay of the concussion spot where Moxley mm. hits Hangman and Hangman does the flip bump and he kicks out at two. Uh, Hangman hits Mox, finally hits Mox with the buckshot lariat. And this is after they did a headbutt spot. And I and we are to believe that Mox got his concussion yeah. back. Like it was payback, concussion for concussion. Yeah. Um, and and he he Mox lost. Now, I'm not sure, like I get the sort of poetic justice of that, but I don't know that it was in great taste to do that story and then come back immediately with Adam Cole. Mm, yeah, good point. So match was great. I re- I really liked it. It's you know it's I wouldn't say it was uh, um, as good as as what we saw w- with Danielson and Takeshita, but a good start to the show. And it was like you felt like these guys didn't like each other. It was that style of fight. Yeah, I, I liked the match. I thought it was, was probably Moxley's one of my favorite Moxley matches in a very long time. I think b- because he didn't really go on the outside that much. Not a lot of plunder was used. It was just you know, uh, a scrap in there. Um, I thought at times it probably went a little bit long. A lot of these matches do feel that, especially when they start resetting again and, you know, doing the old strong style. You hit me, I'm going to stand there. You hit me, I'm going to stand there. I'm going to hit you. I don't know. That's stuff. But I thought overall, I thought it was good. I like the idea of, you know, that Mox got concussed at the end. I mean, for the story that they're trying to tell, right? Does this happen with a rematch? I mean, of course, we didn't know Adam Cole was going to show up in the yeah, yeah, but um, but for their storyline, it does make sense. Now, will the, does it come to a rubber match later? We shall see. Um, I guess you know, Danielson and, and MJF are earmarked for uh, the pay per view event, right? The title match, 
yes. I will assume that we might get a, a a rubber match between these two guys, and and it'll probably be some sort of stipulation, maybe like yeah. a last man standing or a death match. It was the same thing, same rules, but yeah, well, yeah, know, the ten count or whatever. ten count exactly. That's what I was thinking, and um, be interesting, you know, like Mox and this Hangman sto- story kind of just came out of uh you know it wasn't i don't think it was truly planned you know i think you know there's different uh hangman was supposed to work with someone else and it didn't work out and then you know mox has been kind of like the guy that you need to kind of step up and i thought he did a great job here and i thought Paige did a good job here too i like you know me i like when there's two guys that have an issue when they get in the ring they're both you know chomping the bit and they start throwing blows i load that part and right when it opened up so good match now, I th- I think this is a very important match for Hangman because we we talked about this during the CM mm-hmm. Punk feud is that he came out worse for for the wear after that Punk feud. Um there there seemed to be some personal mm-hmm. frustration w- w- for, with both of those guys when it came to working that program, but ultimately uh Hangman in losing the title did not did not come out of it uh, as hot as he was before he won the title. So that that was that was kind of frustrating because I wanted to see, you know, one of the things for 2022 for me was like Hangman's got to become like one of like the two or three guys. And it mm-hmm. didn't happen. He was the champ, but coming out at the end of 2022, got hurt, yeah. coming out of the CM Punk thing wasn't great. And so I think he got some of that back tonight, which I was really happy to see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how he goes. I'm I'm guessing he is uh I'm guessing he wins match number three, if there is a match number three between John Moxley and, and Hangman. And I can definitely see him as the next challenger after after Danielson. You know, I don't think Danielson's beaten MJF. I think MJF's gonna hold the belt for a good while here. I think that was supposed to be kind of the original story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was was Hangman was, was gonna be uh yeah. maybe number one for MJF. Mm-hmm. Um, before lots of things changed, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. So then Tony Schiavone is in the ring, and this is after Excalibur and Taz are trying to, you know, say, "Oh, I'm not sure if it's a concussion, but it kind of looked like a concussion." Like, and like they couldn't say the word concussion. <laughs> yeah, and I don't understand. Like it was, it's like, oh man, I don't. Know. It's like we can't say this on. Maybe the they cut. knew what the next segment was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> maybe be yeah maybe someone's smart yeah they they looked at us like oh it's not gonna be good but so uh tony comes out and he's in the middle of the ring and he welcomes back adam cole and he says he takes no pleasure in yeah. welcoming back adam cole because this yeah. is the boyfriend so, of his girl Britt baker so why is he out there because that's his role he has to get paid man why can't they just have uh you know uh excalibur and taz doing what they did talking about john and his, you know being helped out and serious serious issue and then the music just hips he comes out you know because they wanted to get that cute line about him taking no pleasure and welcoming adam cole back and i thought adam cole's new gimmick was he's a magician because when he came out <laughs> he was gone tony Schiavone was gone i thought he was made tony Schiavone disappear so. <laughs> exactly uh so this was a really serious promo um mm-hmm. he he mentioned what he was going through he had two back-to-back head injuries which if true that is a little irresponsible for team aew putting him in in that second match at least 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he was seeing doctors every week, headaches, dizzy spells, vomiting. Uh, if he was in a car for an extended period of time, he was really scared. He would wake up mm-hmm. uh, at three o'clock in the morning and he would pace and his heart would, was racing and he didn't know why. And, and Britt would ask him what's going on and he would just say that he didn't know. And this was at the beginning of the promo. He said, I have some good news and some bad news. So this was the good news, basically saying the fans kind of kept me going. They were showing me that they cared about me, even if I didn't wrestle. And then he said, the bad news is for the AEW locker room because Adam Cole is back, baby. So I really like this because the fans wanted him to say that he was coming back right that's what they wanted out of this and he teased it a little bit to to maybe make us think that he was not going to be back but when he said that line the crowd just went crazy and and what one of the things i love about wrestling is when they can take the crowd on the ride Mm -hmm. and not have the crowd take them on the ride right because he he like there was so much emotion in this promo and he's moving this thing in the way he wants to move it. And it's like they just bite hook, light, and sinker, which is the opposite of how doing swerves work, right? Because you do mm-hmm. the swerve for the cheap heat. And you get that one moment uh, of, of the heat. And then usually you don't have a logical way to get out of the swerve. Like yeah. uh, this, this stuff is really good. I love it when the fans know what they want and they get what they want and they react that way. I thought this was really awesome. Excellent way to bring him back. And, you know, I think this is a, a, a program that definitely needs him too. Yeah, they definitely need him. And um, I kind of hope they kind of keep him as a baby face. You know, last time we saw him, he was attacking uh, the young bucks, right? That was the, uh, that they were going to, yeah, they were definitely going to tell that story. Yeah. So, Kind of hope he kind of stays away from the young bucks. Kind of hope he just kind of goes on the rise on wins and and you know maybe sets up for a future contender for MGF because you can imagine those two guys promoing each other would be really good. Um, yeah, it was really scary. A lot of people kept asking questions like, "When's he coming back? If he's coming back, you know." It's and I, I from the you know, scuttlebutt I heard like he was kind of pressured into that Forbidden Door made event, you know, and he was really really banged up so so it's uh i'm glad he's back and i hope i hope everything's all he's cleared obviously so i hope it i hope he stays uh injury free and stuff going forward but uh, so so we we know the the uh, all atlantic champion is is orange casting that's Mm. kind of like the that's like the lower echelon of the belts yeah yeah yeah. you get get the tnt title which is kind of like the mid card belt with with darby maybe it's a little bit higher than the mid card upper mid card belt but darby's Uh, face and then you have the world title so yeah it it, it, obviously cole cannot be the next contender because that's danielson Mm -hmm. and maybe page and or maybe him depending Mm -hmm. but i kind of wonder where where do you fit him in? Who's the the first feud? Like who who's the who do you want him to work with right away? I would I would hold off his first match till the pay per view. Yeah, that'd be good. I think he somehow some way can kind of you know hold him off to then. That's a good question. I gotta think about their heel roster, but uh, I mean, I hope it's not the Young Bucks, right? Omega, you know, 
Jericho seems tied up with Ricky Starks and Andretti. Yeah, I mean, Kyle's not coming back for a while. Yeah, it sounds like he's, not still, there. he's still having some struggles. Um, Miro, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Alistair, Bla- uh, Alistair Black. Malika Black and those guys, when they're done you know, messing around you know, with uh, whatever's going on with them. Yeah, they're just know. it doesn't seem like there's a natural fit, so they'll no. have to be creative here. Yeah. Um, uh, so then we got an acclaimed promo. They said that they are going to get uh, stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is kind of interesting. You think they get attacked out the streets of Hollywood by Jeff Jarrett and legal? I, I guess the, the, Jeff Jarrett doesn't have one, so I don't yeah, know. I, 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 I was I'm like, what's the tie? I mean, it's Hollywood, it's L.A., of course. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't see what the rampage spoilers were like, so I, I mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, but sometimes if, they don't show like the videos they. Yeah, yeah, the video yeah. packages or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that led to Lee Moriarty and Big Bill versus Jungle Hook. Uh, I don't pay attention to picture in picture. Mm-hmm. People who listen to this show know that, yeah. but I paused it and I rewound it back because I saw a very <laughs> frustrated auntie. Dr. Ken in the crowd. Ken Jung. Uh, he was uh, he was upset. See, it's funny because later in the show, MJF uh, mentions uh, mm-hmm. The Hangover, the movie that Dr. Ken was in like 20 years ago. Yeah. I know Dr. Ken from that movie, but more recently, he was uh, a judge in The Masked Singer. Yeah, I think he still is, right? Is he still a judge? Like I don't watch the show, but I think I see him still in the commercials. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the last few seasons, but I I get a kick out of that guy. He's he's funny. Yeah, uh, he's so Doc Doctor Ken is is in the crowd and he's frowning whenever the heels are doing stuff. And Big Bill, <laughs> Big Bill, beating came up at Jungle him. Boy. Yeah, trying to intimidate him. Ken Jung ain't he ain't backing down. <laughs> no, this little five foot one guy he ain't backing down from Big Bill. So Big Bill is about as you know he's done. So, um, thanks for coming. <laughs> but uh, the match, long heat on Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, get the hot tag and Hook and Big Bill size each other up. And uh, Hook tries to suplex him a couple times, doesn't get it. And uh, and finally, uh, there's a double team spot that leads Hook into finally suplexing Big Bill, which gets a tremendous pop again sort of feeding the the frenzy of the crowd what they wanted to see. Yeah. Um, they keep Big Bill out of the ring, and uh, Moriarty taps to uh, Jungle Boy's uh, snare trap. Yeah. And uh, and so the baby faces, the young baby faces, and, you know, young, young Jack Perry, mm-hmm. the, uh, they said that, you know, I, I, he went to school in Santa, uh, Santa Cruz, but yeah. I'm assuming he, he grew up in L.A., so yeah. young Jack Perry in front of the hometown crowd gets the big win there. Yeah, that was okay match. Um, Chungo, man, I love Jack. Such a good kid, man. I just, just I want to yell at him when he comes out for his entrance. <laughs> that crowd, his hometown crowd at that, just going yeah. nuts for him. He's just like yeah. looking around. Did a little 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 smirk a couple different times. Yeah, yeah. And just like, hi. You know, like, come on, dude. Like, oh, it's one of the get fired up and uh that the match is okay i you know i'm watching this match and i love jack perry i, I just support that kid but i think hooks another level above him 
just uniqueness, special, you know, yeah, unique charisma. I see, you know, he's just, I love watching him work because he's so different than everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the spot where uh, Stokely, you know, tripped up Jungle Boy and then Jungle Boy went to go try to do a dive out on Stokely, but then Big Bill catches him, teases the choke slam on the apron again, but then Hook tried to do a slide drop kick that got, he got caught up in there and that, that came off really bad. And then finally, it took a while just to get the cutoff. It just keep more simple, you know, like yeah, do the cutoff, do the do the trip, or maybe a tease of a trip. Maybe Stokely tries to trip him, but Jungle Boy's a little too smart, kind of jumps up, looks at him like, "What the hell are you doing?" Then Big Bill, who's on the apron, comes down and just clocks him, you know, at you know with a clothesline or a boot or something. Just get to it, you know, like they went to too much. And then after the Big Bill to the, the suplex, which is great. It was kind of clunky to the got to the finish, right? When Jungle Boy got the snare track on Liam Morano, he kind of like mm-hmm. everyone kind of like it has to be. It should have been boom, big suplex, boom, rolls out, big pop, and right when that happens, you know, Morano's in there, locks on the uh, uh, it's Jungle Boy locks on the snare trap for the win. I don't know if someone was out of position or, or Hook Jungle- had to because uh, it looked like Big Bill was trying to come back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Hook went to grab him or shoot on him or something but they took the camera off so we didn't see yeah. exactly what happened but if you know there was a good 30 seconds before moriarty finally tapped out when we you know when they it, were trying to do that stuff i think the plan was going to be pretty much a bang bang right the big suplex and then the submission because moriarty is already in the ring waiting to go at jungle boy but jungle boy didn't turn around for a while so i'm guessing i'm guessing jack kind of messed up there so but yeah it was okay Renee with Orange Cassidy <laughs> and Danhausen and Paul Walter Hauser, aka yeah. Stingray from Cobra Kai. Is he on Cobra up. Kai? He's on Cobra Kai. Oh, I I, I remember him from uh, a couple of. The, I see him as like he's a character actor, right? He's been in a couple of things and yeah, he had a movie. I think it was. He had, he had a box from the Golden Globes, so I didn't watch the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. which was Tuesday night. It's sitting on my uh it's sitting on my on demand. I'll I'll check it out. But yeah, uh because you know Eddie Murphy got an award, so I gotta check Ed out. Mm-hmm. Still and, just saying that Eddie. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's he taking? <laughs> he's a little thicker. He's a, he, he's a Is little, he? He's a little thicker, yeah. God, he looks the same. I'm waiting uh, for uh, Hills Cop five. Is that coming, coming out? Soon? It's yeah, I coming. Heard, it's coming yeah. on Netflix. That's what I heard. Um did you see and Golden so, Child too? Not Golden Child too. Coming, coming America to America. Too? Yeah, yeah it was Golden Child too. It wasn't. It wasn't great, but it was. You know, they they played the hits. Okay, All they right. played the hits. Uh, so he comes out and he's got his little box from the Golden Globes. I guess he may have won something last night. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not sure. Uh, and he was just kind of hanging out. You could tell he probably watches AEW. Who's very familiar with the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Housen tried to play off uh, his Hauser, his last name with, you know, Dan Hauser. Mm-hmm. And then he asked Orange Cassidy, he's like, hey, man, I just want to know, are the best friends still best friends? Obviously, Orange Cassidy and, and Trent had a match recently. So he, they're like, yep. And they all did the little best friends, the uh, hands in the middle or whatever. So that was but the end of that segment. The best friends seem kind of irritated, though. Yeah, they're a little stiff, kind of hurt. a little stiff. Yeah, but I guess oh, yeah. on Rampage they're gonna do another segment with uh with Stingray. I like Stingray. Stingray's a he, right. he, he's a funny dude. Let me know how it goes. All right. Well, 
I did watch Rampage last week, but I didn't I watch Battle of the Belts. Me neither. I haven't I watched Battle of the Belts. I, I, I wanted to watch Battle of the Belts more because I wanted mm-hmm. to see the acclaimed against Jarrett and uh and Lethal. So I may have I've, the problem is is my DVR recorded Rampage. It didn't mm. record Battle of the Belts. But I think I could still find it on demand, but I just could yeah. sit there through all the commercials. So that's not fun. That's yeah. why I that's why I haven't watched it yet. I watched Rampage just kind of skimmed through it. And then that and then I was going to watch Battle of the Belts. I never got to it, so I don't know if I'm going to end up deleting it or not, but we'll see. Renee was outside the locker room of the Elite talking about this is the 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 uh, the last best of seven in this building mm-hmm. was between the Lakers and the Pistons in uh, 19, I think she said 88. Mm-hmm. I was like thinking, I was like, wow, when did like the the Kings would have been in playoff games. Maybe they didn't, they didn't have game seven, uh, the LA Kings in the forum. I was trying to think like if they were right, I'm assuming they're right. Cause I, I don't know how yeah. they, you know, it's, they, they, they probably did their homework there. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, um, and then I, I was, didn't really listen to this one that it just kind of came by. It was like 0.5 seconds. This little thing. Was, yeah. Right? It was yeah. so quick. I expected, yeah. I thought someone's going to be interviewed. I thought we we're going to see Don Callis, but nope. And I started writing Renee down. On my notes, and I said, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Not gonna go back for that. Uh, Takeshita comes out, and he's coming out for his match with uh, Brian Danielson. And so MJF comes out with a mic. Now, here's disconnect number one for me Brian Danielson wants to kick this guy's ass so badly, he comes out right before he's supposed to come out, and he just lets this guy talk for 20 minutes. That's my issue. That's my only issue with this first second. With this first part of it, what was your second? Well, it's it's mostly the content uh, uh, of the information. Uh, so he's trying to. So th- there's a little bit of like a psychology here because for MJF, he wants to cash it out to win the match because then the match with Daniel with Brian Danielson is off. Yeah. And so he's like trying to fire him up, but he's doing it in such a condescending way. He calls him, uh, what is your name? Take a shitta. Yeah. And then yeah. he he uh Takeshita cuts a promo on him in, in Japanese, and MJF does the whole, oh, we speak American in you know in the US. And then Takeshita speaks English and tells him to kiss his ass. And that was like the punchline, right? That was the yeah. pop. And yeah. so before even before that, I think. I think MJF said like Kanichiwa or something like that, like in like a really sort of derogatory way. Mm-hmm. And so I understand the pro wrestling psychology of the heel doing something to offend the baby face who is a, a different, you know, he's from a different country or whatever. It's like, it's, it's a historical trope in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah. The problem that I have with it. And we talked about this going all the way back to when MJF was making fun of uh, flying Brian Pillman, right? Remember when they were doing that match with Brian Jr. and he's going about your dead father and this and that. My problem, so so there's a, oh, I, I, I didn't find it racist, but there is a, a racial teasing. Uh, and, and, you know, historically, Asians, um, they, they, get teased because they don't fight back right like that's mm-hmm. traditionally like the the reason um you know i have stories from you know my mom growing up in this country being japanese american and, and just this is really bad stuff so that's the history it's cheap and my problem is 
if MJF is one of the best promos in the business, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need to be so low-hanging fruit, so under the table, so cheap heat, uh, because he, he's great. Now, some of this is he's a star, and in being a star, the fans really kind of do like him. They don't really hate him, hate him, so he tries to make them hate him, hate him. Yeah. But going to that level is is it should be beneath him, at least by now, because... Um, you know, the, 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 we're, we're in a little bit of a different era. The, the, the world is different. Society is different. And I saw a lot of fans just really offended. And now I wasn't as offended, even though I am, you know, half Japanese. Uh, and, and I've said on this show, part of the reason I don't watch NXT is because I thought that they treated the, the stereotypes. It was just way mm-hmm. too much for me. Um, you know, it's like, uh, you know, my favorite rap artists. Uh, I, you know, I, this is sort of a thing in, in hip hop. It's like the guys who constantly lean on the curse, the curse word. Hmm. It's like, oh, so you're not, you don't have good enough language. Yes. You don't, you don't have good enough grammar. You don't have good enough vocabulary to instead. You always have this, you know, you use the curse in, in a hmm. crutch. And that's yep. kind of what I feel about MJF is he's too good. He doesn't need to to go there. He doesn't need to lean into the Cornette stuff because he knows that Cornette is cheap heat for AEW fans. Uh, and I think he's, I think it could be better. And so that's kind of my, my thought on when he goes places like this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, you know, I'm certain more people were far offended by it. I mean, it's to me, it's just kind of classic heel wrestling, you know, I mean, he's very heavily influenced by, Roddy Piper, I mean, shoot, you know, Roddy Piper and Chava Guerrero in LA. I mean, those promos were, you know, okay, but, okay. You know. but, but now this kind of explains what you're saying and, and kind of what I'm saying too. I remember being with Dave, mm-hmm. and this is before Dave and I really got close, close. You know, this is before you and I started going over to his house and watching, you know, pay per views and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. So this was around the Anderson Silva and Chael Sonnen fight. I think it was yeah. the I think it was the second fight because it was in Oakland. Oakland, yep. And Chael Sonnen had gone to Roddy Piper Mm-mm. and was like, "What? Like how? Like how can I really get that heat that that I need for this fight?" And Roddy said, "I don't think this was Roddy's advice." Mm-hmm. But I think Roddy was like, well, you could go over the top and use the N-word. Like, that's the cheapest of all heats. And Chael was like, no, 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 I can't do that, right? Mm -hmm. But I sort of feel like if we have to get to that level, it's just become too much. Now, maybe you can't shock people anymore with language. Maybe you can't Mm -hmm. do dastardly stuff because wrestling fans are in on the joke, but I sort of, I feel like wrestling fans have always been in on the joke. So maybe we don't have to try and, you know, get these visceral boos and these guttural boos. And it's just like, just run your stuff. Like, yeah. let's just, let's go. I was thinking that I was thinking that recently. Now I've been doing a lot of catching up on my books, you know, finished Roy Shire book by the great, you know, great author, rock rims. Who oh, just there you puts go. Out great stuff. I'm now moving on to Brian Solomon's book, the chic. Mm-hmm. About the original Sheik, it's been just fantastic. I'm reasoning through that thing. It's been so fantastic. But when I was reading the Shire book, you know, because it's just I was thinking about finishes, and they're, they talk about a lot of the results, a lot of the finishes, and like 
what can you do to make people believe anymore, right? Like today, like it takes guys go through like four or five tables to like, you know what I mean? And they're, they're just, they continue the match. You know, over there, a guy would just get ran to a post, come up bloody, and can't get back in the ring. And people accept that as a finish, and they can't wait to see the guy come back and try to get revenge. And now it's a you know no stopping for a blood match. You know, that, that was the transition spot to go to picture in picture. Yeah, now it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so as I'm reading this, you know, I reading this, you know, the Roy Shire book, and also when it was big time about the whole Northern California. Uh, history of professional wrestling and the territory stuff. That's also a great book at Rock Rooms Road as well. I'm reading, you know, I'm just reading, I'm like, God, I, like, what? And I'm thinking, like, I'm reading these great finishes and these rebuilds to the rematches, and I'm thinking, like, what could these guys do and gals do, like, now? It's like, we see table spots every, every, every show, yeah. you know? It, it was just, and I was thinking about, like, with Heat, too, like, on promos, like what could they say? Is there anything they say anymore to get any kind of heat? You know, it's just I didn't think it was too bad that MGF said that. I don't think it was Roddy Piper, Chavo Guerrero bad. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was um, you know, I was just I was I just thought, man, he was on fire. I called the wife in because her crush growing up was Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah. First, she saw the Ken the Ken Jong part, and she was kind of like, "This is all you want to show me." Like, you know, she likes Ken Jong, and she was a big fan of the Hangover. But we saw it like six times in the theater when it came out. <laughs> but uh, but um, I was like, "Just wait before you walk off." And here comes her her uh, love, Fred Percy. And she, she's like, when he said he was bo- wasn't even born yet when the movie came out because he was yeah. born in 1996. She's like, "Oh my god, this guy is ten years younger than I am," you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Yep." We're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> She's younger than me, though. So that's funny. Um, yeah. So uh, so then MJF goes into his Ric Flair mode, and he's talking about being the sixty minute man and the Iron Man. He's talking about the ladies and the ring rats, mm-hmm. and then he calls out Doctor Ken in the crowd and was doing the thing that we talked about earlier. And, and like in my said, mind, I'm like, dude, I would totally make fun of this guy's show that only lasted one season before it got canceled. Yeah. And then he, and he, and he, but he said I got canceled, but we don't know if it was lasted for one season or seven seasons. You know, like you have to bring up it only lasted one season. So, like he could have really dived in deep of how bad that show was and why it didn't last. You know, but yeah, he, I think he ran long with this promo. Yeah, and that's why uh, the match at the end was coming up to the end. There, uh, it went over a minute over, I think. Um, oh, the main event, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think his uh, promo went a little long. Yeah. So then he calls, like you said, calls out Freddie Prince, mentions she's all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it reminded me of when uh, we, we talked about Freddie Prince wanting to start his own wrestling federation. And I said yeah. that it's got to be the she's all that wrestling federation. Uh, and then he called him a Scooby Dooby douchebag, which I thought was a pretty good line. It's unfortunate that Freddie Prince, they knew this was going to ha- coming up. He's going to be in attendance and they were going to, he was going to be there to, for MGF to give him some lip. Why did Freddie Prince on this podcast talk about how he's one of his best friends is MGF? So I was like, oh man, you know, like <laughs> he's one of those. But um, and then uh, so the match starts. Danielson comes out, and really, really good match. The fans really love Takeshita. The, this crowd was over even more for Takeshita than than they were for for Danielson. This, you know, we've talked about this. Him losing, 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 losing. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope this is the last one because they're really ready for him to win a match. They're really ready yeah. for him to beat somebody. 
I think they were okay with Danielson doing it because they love Danielson as well. Uh, there was a spot where Danielson dove out uh, and it was supposed to, uh, I think it was supposed to sit on Takesha's shoulders uh, and then they kind of fell to the ground and crashed. I don't know if that was planned or if that mm-hmm. was a little bit of a botch, yeah. but um, Danielson immediately started to sell his knee. Yeah. Takesha to hit him with the crate, the like the most perfect brain buster, but it was to the floor. I was like, oh, why did, can't you do this in the ring? It'd be a great near fall in the ring, but to I the know. floor. Now I got to pretend that Brian Danielson isn't supposed to be it's dead. Al- it's always weird. And it doesn't look right to me when a, you're a, you're a bay face and you're wrestling a fellow bay face. And you're trying to do like a, a, a move that's going to probably paralyze a guy. You know? <laughs> it's just, you know, a lot of people don't even think that logically anymore you know just i'm surprised danson even called that maybe he didn't maybe he just got maybe just maybe it's supposed to be a suplex yeah Yeah. so then uh takeshita goes for that one move that uh i think ends in a splash and then danson got his Mm -hmm. knees up put him in the labelle lock takeshita got to the ropes uh what is the move that he did where he where he kind of sits down on danson after there's a name for it because i saw some people giving it a cute name I, yeah, crunchy I something, just or... like an inverted tombstone pile driver yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know. I know, but and then I know he... we need Excalibur to say sheer drop brain buster. It's like, <laughs> did you just say brain buster? Orihara moonsault. No one fucking knows who Orihara <laughs> is, dude. I know Dave gets a boner over that. <laughs> I remember, remember that time when we were watching one of those shows. And I'm like, God, stop saying Orihara moonsault. And he's like, well, that's what it's called. You know I'm like, Dave, relax over there. Relax over there. It was just a uh, uh, great times. Um, so that yeah, so then he turns that move, he hits hits that move, and then he gets Danielson up for German. Yep. Uh, I, I was scared. I thought he was gonna drop him first, but uh, it, it, it was very cool move. Uh, of course, Danielson kicks out. Takeshita uh, is gonna hit a, hit a running knee. Danielson moves out of the way, hits his own flying knee, and then he submits Takeshita. But it looked like Takeshita was like out of it. So yeah, I don't know if Aubrey stopped it or if he actually tapped out. But that's how the match he- ended. Danielson should have pinned him at the knee. I think so. That people were just up. Uh, that was it. One, two, three. They would have blew. And then, like, when he locked on the little bell lock, it is, he's not doing anything. He's out. It's kind of like people reacted, but it, it wasn't as big yeah, as if it would have been the pinfall. Yeah, I you agree. Know, I totally it wasn't agree as that. exciting. The the label lock, I know it's his finisher, but it just wasn't ex- as exciting. It should have been that big knee. Boom. Yeah. All right. Renee with Juice. Juice is going to face Darby on Rampage. He ain't doing a whole lot of nothing in AEW, huh? Just <laughs> losing the people. Rock hard, Juice Robinson. He is was orange as orange could be, and then Tony Storm came out as orange as orange could be. They were just they just fell asleep under the tanning bed. They, yeah. they already just fell asleep in the spray tan booth. Remember yeah. that? Was it the episode of uh, was it Seinfeld? Or was it, what was he? No, no, Friends when Ross was going to the spray tan. That's what I was getting vibes from. <laughs> Toy Storm and Juice at the spray tan booth. So, speaking of Tony Storm, it was Tony Storm and Soraya versus the Killer and the Pillar, uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Uh, Soraya came out, and I think she knew if she had to show some fire. And um, I thought the beginning of the match for her was actually pretty good, where she mm-hmm. showed the fire. The yeah. problem with this match was after that Danielson match and after the Moxley match, the crowd just did not stay up 
Yeah. And uh, it was unfortunate. I, 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 you know, obviously this match wasn't as good as the others. It, 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 there's no, it would have been a great feat if it was as good as those other two matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, I think the crowd sort of lost interest in like the multiple hot tags and they couldn't really sustain. Uh, there was a, what, what, speaking of Excalibur, he called it an avalanche air raid crash that Britt Baker hit on Tony from the top rope, I was like, you're going to kill this woman. This I is scary. The, I called the extreme shoulder breaker because it looked like <laughs> it happened to I thought she, was gonna, thought she was going to lose her. Uh, why would you even... Why would When they're up there, how long it took to set up and execute? And, yeah. you know, the match started off pretty good, I thought. And I thought Saray actually looked pretty good. And yeah. Tony Storm's always solid. Jamie Hayter's good. Britt's, you know, she's there. And I thought, you know, this is not a bad match. And then it just kept getting a little bit long, long. Yeah. And when they get a little long, that's when things start kind of. Britt seemed like she was done, though. Like she was like, you know, other girls are, they seem to have the the stamina to, to keep going and and execute stuff properly. Britt seemed like she was like two steps behind. That's just by the end of this match. And then the finish was ridiculous. Fans so badly want Hater to be a babyface. Mm-hmm. So whenever they do do that turn, I think it'll be great for her. They just, I just hope it's not too late. Yeah. Uh, and they're not that into Soraya. And, you know, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate, but they do not see her at the same level as the other three women. Uh, Sheeta, who was last week, was blindsided. She comes down to the ring early in the match, but she just doesn't do anything. She's just hanging out. And then near the end of the match, she throws her kendo stick as Britt and Tony are down. And she throws it, like, directly in the middle. What yeah. a shot. You, she couldn't have done that, like, two times in a row. It was so perfectly in the middle. I mean, come on. Not that hard. It, it was, like, that thing didn't roll <laughs> to one side. Like, it was perfect. Uh, and so Britt picks it up before Tony gets, gets it. And she hits Tony right in the back. Hater hits the short clothesline for the win, so the heels win, and Sheeta does this thing where she kind of covers her her face with uh, her her uh, mouth with her hand, mm-hmm. and I thought she when she pulled the hand down it was going to be a smile, but it wasn't. She was still shocked, baby face, because I sort of I, I couldn't tell like did who did she want to win? Who was she there that's to support? The, that's what they want. They want you yeah. to continue the story, but obviously she's going to go with Britt and Sheeta. I mean. I think a little excuse me. A little sign was that she wore red and Brit and she looked she great. Her wore red and I mean that reaction by her, she did was oh man, that's sick. I thought she's a better actress than that, man. What <laughs> she t- yeah, just 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 whatever. Okay, so so here's my question to you. Mm. I uh, last week Dave Meltzer uh on Wrestling Observer Radio with Brian Alvarez said Mercedes is not showing up. She's not involved in this thing. Yeah. And Brian was like, but Britt said the boss line in the promo on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we got. If, if Mercedes was not going to be involved in this segment, mm-hmm. why did they build it up in the way that they did? I think my guess is maybe originally the negotiations were going on for possibly this to happen because the whole mystery partner deal. Uh, I don't, I'm guess I don't know. Cause the Britt Baker hater promo that aired where she said, Britt Baker said the, on the boss or yeah. was before 
the promo of Soraya picking Tony Storm and being total bitch to Karshida was after. So who knows when they filmed a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm guessing it's kind of, you know, I, I, I was a little worried that this crowd would totally shit on this match because they didn't get Mercedes. Yeah, right? they didn't. They, they didn't, did it. They didn't for that reason, for no, sure. They, it wasn't they the did boo Soraya somewhat. It wasn't overwhelming, you know? It wasn't like the, the fans didn't hold the, the show hostage or anything. I Soraya, say Soraya to- should stop yelling, this is yeah. my house. They do not like it when she does that. And she did it twice in this match. I say now you should probably go heal with her. Yeah, it's and probably Tony for Storm the best. too. Tony Storm, I felt like that's well, what Well, who's going to be the baby faces left if you turn both of those women? Well, I think Britt and Jamie are going to have to be baby faces. And then eventually, you know, Chelsea should kind of start creeping into uh, Britt. And then eventually do that, you know, storyline played out. But, I mean, Soraya came out and she's like, oh, I'm the best. I'm, you know, I'm from the, the bigger promotion. I've done more <laughs> things than these guys. I mean, it just was. And Tony Storm, I just think gosh, she hasn't. Found her motivation in a very long time, it seems like. But she's, she's still a little ju- a little jungle boyish with her emotions, right? She and doesn't she never she doesn't, used to be like that. She doesn't show that fire like yeah. back how I we originally fell in love with her. And then the whole stuff with Sheeta and like I wish they would just in the turn now and just that's but why again, I wanted like, that's why I wanted her to smile at the end yeah. to give us a little bit of a hint, but she didn't. Maybe it's best for her to turn and turn on Brit and and I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of out there. Hmm. There's lots of turns. Lots of turns happen in AEW. Yeah, a lot <laughs> every other week. Uh all right. For Rampage, uh, Excalibur struggled through this. Yeah. Promo. Well, they were behind on that. Yeah, they were they were going a mile a minute just to get this stuff in. Uh Anna J and Ty uh Ty Mello versus Ruby and Willow in a street fight on oh, Rampage. God. Excalibur got super tongue-tied and he's just quit and moved on. He's like, I that's taped, one right? Next thing. I don't know. Well, yeah, because you already have spoilers, so you saw spoilers, right? Oh no, no. Oh, you mean Rampage? Yeah. I think I think Rampage was taped tonight. Oh, but good. I haven't, seen, to I haven't seen anything. I got to edit the shit out of that match for sure. Um uh you're gonna hear from the acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And then uh we got Eddie and Ortiz versus Kings of the Black Throne. So that is uh, Malachi Black and uh, what's the other dude? The big dude. Brody King. Brody King. And then he was like, oh, and, you know, he's going to talk about Stingray again. But then Eddie comes in and cutting a promo with Ortiz and they don't trust each other. And Ortiz doesn't trust him. And Eddie's like, dude, you know where I'm from. Like, don't be messing with me. I was like, oh, he's going to beat up his friend here. I know, like, they have issues. Like, why? when did this happen? I guess I mean, on Dark, we didn't see it. I uh, guess. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, and then Darby versus Juice, I guess, is the main event for Rampage. Yeah. And then on Dynamite, the Danielson uh, match series of trying to get the main event, he faces Bandito in, yeah. Uh, yeah. in Dynamite. Going against the odds here, you know, just these, 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 these high flying baby faces. It's it's kind of weird, how, you know. Instead of having a program say, with Bandito or Takeshita, it's just these guys are, you know, the the hurdles for for other guys, you know. Yeah, I I, I mean it's better Nick Gage, so I'll take Bandito all day over Nick Gage. And then they announce right before the segment, Jake Hager against Ricky Starks. <laughs> And yeah. during the next segment, 
Ricky Starks tries to make the match with Jake Hager and Excalibur has to say, Oh, they, they, they were talking to Tony Khan earlier and he already made it. <laughs> As yeah, he went to, he, Starks but yeah, he started with Tony Khan earlier. The match is already set. So, yeah, fuck it, eh? uh, all right. Jericho yeah. appreciation society comes out. Chris Jericho talked about them being at PWG. Uh, they were in LA battle of LA. So I'm sure there was some crossover there in the audience. They cheered for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking about how he put out Ricky Starks and Action Andretti is going to go back to the minor leagues or whatever. And both of them come out. Uh, Andretti tells Jericho to shut the hell up. So using uh, one of Jericho's old catchphrases there. Uh, <laughs> poor Daniel Garcia. He gets a mic and it's not working. And he goes, he turns to Chris or uh, maybe it's the audience or somebody. And he goes, is this thing on? <laughs> Just like, dude. But at least he was... At least he he went with it better than Moxley did. Moxley had a freak out. Well, because... Moxley Moxley did it like what you would do if you had a mic. Like you're just like, where's the other one? Where's the other one? But you don't tap it and go. No, he he cussed the f word multiple times, and then he kept trying to restart his promo over he, and over again. He thought the mic was on. Jericho, see, I thought you know, I thought it was slick that Jericho. What he yeah, did, he Jericho just, slid on the spy. It. Jericho just gave it to him. Yeah, I thought that was great. Best thing Jericho's um, done. Andretti then cuts, uh, then says, now, I, here's, I, there's so many problems with this promo, but oh, Andretti, man. the young underdog baby face, he decides to cut a promo on Sammy using Sammy's wife Yeah, that she's around in the back of the locker room mm-hmm. or whatever, and that her hands were between his legs. Now... For one, he's a baby face. Like he's slut shaming this woman in in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And two, it's like I don't know. It's pretty sexually graphic for like a, a wrestling show. Um, I, I was really turned off with that line. But then Starks does him one better and starts making fun of J- Jake Hager's speech impediment. So we have the the babyface now making fun of the heel who mm-hmm. you know who's got a, a speech impediment. Now I say that, and you know, twenty some odd years ago when Chris Jericho was making fun of Stephanie McMahon and calling her a trash bag hoe, yeah, like that stuff played back then. And I get why Starks is trying to pop this crowd. But I think he's he, I think he's really missing. He he he's not understanding what this crowd is into, both him and Andretti. So I thought I thought it was really bad for both of them. And uh he starts <laughs> he starts talking about Hager's purple helmet. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I know. This was just garbage. And then he made the thing and ex Calibur is trying to cover for him. And yeah. Hager said he's gonna slap his face off of his face. And then, uh, and then, yeah, then, then it's over. I was so happy when this thing was over. It was yeah. an abomination. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm sitting there listening to Action and Ready, and he's cutting, like I said, promo on Sammy. He's making fun of Sammy's wife. And I'm thinking, like, bro, wasn't it Chris Jericho that threw fire in your face? Yeah. Don't you want to get that revenge? Now, it should be Jericho. Who tells Andretti, you know what? I'm done with you. You got lucky yeah. once. You'll never get it again. I was totally about to Matt. I'm going to let my boy Sammy, you know, 
take you apart or Danny Garcia, you know, one of those guys, you know, or it just, just dumb, you know, and then Starks, I didn't like the speech impediment stuff. And I don't think it's good for a baby face to be doing that, you know, especially with, you know, I think there's probably a lot of young fans out there watching that love Ricky Starks who have speech impediments. And here's one of their heroes making fun of you know them, you know, so that's not a good look for a baby face. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so or any or even you know or anyone really but it, it, yeah it wasn't it wasn't the finest hour of ricky starks and you know just and they laid out for him too this was this was supposed to be the ricky starks segment mm-hmm. like jericho didn't even say anything and then ricky starks tells him to move to the side and jericho just moves to the side it was almost like all right dude this is your stage you're yeah. dying but you know this is your your stage so i I I like Ricky Starks a lot, and I you know I I want to see him continue yeah, to 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 grow and, and and to get better. But this was a you know this was a miss. I can't I can't pretend that this was a that this was a hit in any way. I, I really I, when I was watching this. I'm like, man, I really miss Starks and Hobbs together. Mm-hmm. And now we have the book the, those three <laughs> segments of books of Hobbs vignettes, whatever video packages, whatever you want to call them. Now Hobbs is bringing a book. To the ring. I would love to see Will Hobbs on this New Japan show. Yeah, send him over. Better than Aaron Solo. <laughs> a lot better than Aaron Solo. Someone's going to send Aaron Solo a clip of the show, and he's going to be like, what the heck did I do? I didn't even do anything here. Uh, I mean, he's fine. I mean, you know, if you want a guy on the card to kind of just, you know, get beat, but, like, not Jushin Liger's last fucking match. <laughs> what the hell he... <laughs> Oh man! Did he, did he? Did he? Did Aaron Solo pull to the New Japan office like, hey, you know, if you book me, I got about a hundred family members that are gonna show up. <laughs> That's true, dude. I I used to always laugh when people would do that. Hey man, I got family in the area. They'd always come if you know if you book me. I'll, I'll you know about twenty people will show up. I always said no. It's all it's always bullshit. <laughs> All right. Well, you should have made them sell tickets like the Strike Force used to make the local fighters sell the tickets. They had to sell, they'd sell their hundred tickets, and these were mm-hmm. expensive ass tickets to get on the card. Isn't that with like I used to hear that with the Coraluzo shows and or somewhere out there in the East Coast, like guys would sell tickets to do the battle royal and you know, but yeah, you know, whatever. It's just it's the way it was. It still is probably, I'm sure. All right. John LaRock Invitational Match 7, the Elite mm. versus the Death Triangle Ladder Match. I would I wish they would have just called it the Ladder Match because they kept calling it by the, the yeah. Spanish, the like, what, name. What, what, I don't even what know. What made it any different? Del yeah. Toro, they... Yeah. The, I don't know, yeah, whatever. Um, so, this was, uh, again fantastic athleticism great timing on some of these yeah. super dangerous things yeah. omega uh he is setting up the terminator dive and i was just thinking in the back of my head seven days ago this guy just had such a fantastic but also brutal match against will osprey he can't be feeling great that's what and you're thinking about i was yeah, thinking about like about. why are you gonna go for a dive out when no one's in the ring and the ladder's right over there propped in the corner might want to go up and I don't know win the fucking match. No, because it was like three minutes in. You can't win the match well, in three minutes. Sh- 
God. Yeah, let's not get psych- let's not have psychology happen in this match, right? Jeez. So he sets up the Terminator dive, and Pac or Pac is on the top rope, drop kicks him into the face, and he's got this big shiner from from the Will Ospreay match. And then I don't know, he just like fights it off, and then he just sets up the Terminator dive like right again, and he does it. And whoever I don't, I don't even know who was out there. Whoever somebody moves out of the way, and he he just goes through this table with some force. Yeah. And a second later, Matt Jackson is, does a dive out, and he goes through somebody through a table. So they they did two table spots in a matter of seconds, and then. I think it was the transition to go to picture picture. Yeah, the the, they, the Excalibur started going into picture picture, and he's like, "Wait, not, not right now, not yet." And then all of a sudden, that's when that. Yeah, then who? I think it was a. I think it was Nick Jackson jumped on out of the ring onto Pac on the floor, and Pac just kind of jumped up into the table, and they both crashed <laughs> the table or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of like, that's yeah. You know, a ladder match should be about climbing the ladder and getting the prize, right? To win the match, and that's what I have a problem with. Like, even like I said earlier, Tony Giovanni literally says, "What I was just, well, I was just thinking, like we're, I was we're on the same wavelength here." And I was, and he's like, "This is amazing. They've only used, they only gone up the ladder once, and it's been like halfway through the match." I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. Like the ladder was in the ring to remind us that it was a ladder match, mm-hmm. and that, the, but they just rustled around it like it was like, it was like hot lava, like you couldn't touch it. Just got to <laughs> work around it. Yeah, it's like a reverse uh, so, ladder match. <laughs> so Abrahantes comes in and he tips the one time that Omega was climbing the ladder, tips it over. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, who is there to fight Abrahantes? But Brandon Cutler, he's got to spray him in the face with the cold spray. So uh, Omega starts to climb again. And this hammer, which was the the you know the, <laughs> the main the the main heel gimmick in the, in the entire series. Pack hits him right in the hand with the hammer, and then uh, doesn't come into play in the finish, which probably should have. Well, it, it kind of did, but very subtly, and and not in a way that that would impress you. Well, uh, should um should Pac hit his hand or hit his head with the hammer or the back? Well, we or a knee. We okay, in canon, right? Oh. In canon, canon. He, hit, he, he hit Omega in the head in the first match. Oh. And Omega, like he he's got like a hard skull or something because it didn't okay. it didn't matter for the second match. So maybe he thought, well, if the if the head isn't that big of a deal, then I got to go for the smaller bones to you know to break <laughs> the bones. Uh, so this got a bunch of idiots. This I think people thought this was gonna be like, oh man, this is gonna be brilliant. But like no one said because no one's no one's aging in this match. They're just probably doing their own self, right? They have it all worked out. No one says. Does this make a, a lick of sense, you guys? They are. They're out they're in the back. I've heard many times that people just laugh at the lack of psychology <laughs> in the back as these matches are happening. But all the old timers just shrug and say, well, so, different so business. They, they created a ladder bridge. So uh ladder in the middle of the ring. They laid a ladder flat on one of the rungs and through the rope. So it was a little bit of a of a bridge there. There was a pile driver. On the ladder bridge by, uh, I think, the Lucha Bros. Penta. The and, package pile driver. And then Kenny did the one-winged angel from the ladder bridge to the floor. Mm-hmm. As he hits that move, Phoenix Splash from Pac, but Omega gets his knees up. Mm-hmm. And Omega 
climbed the ladder. He put his hand up, but I think that was the hand that got hit with the hammer. So he couldn't undo the 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 clasp of the belt. Brilliant. Uh, this is what I'm telling you. This Brilliant. is very subtle, but it wouldn't impress you. Yeah. And then finally he gets the the belt and uh, and they win the match. And maybe that and... would have impressed me if when P- Penta hit the the cradle pile driver on one of the Jacksons, if Phoenix, who's also in this match, is just watching him the whole time instead of climbing the ladder and actually getting the titles and winning the match, or also Omega was also watching Penta <laughs> hit Jackson with the pile driver, waiting for his turn to jump up there so he can hit the one winning angel, the bubble law. So it's a, it's a, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. But, you know, if you like it, you like it. I didn't like it at all. My last note here after this match was, I'm so glad this is over and we can move on. Yeah. But at the end of the day, for me, what I realized is New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kenny Omega, I really, really love. Mm -hmm. And AEW, Kenny Omega, I just don't like as much. And, you know, after that match at at Wrestle Kingdom, you know, whether whether or not, you know, you you liked it as much as as others, Mm -hmm. it was it was it was just. A gr- great story, great that every you know everything that you could have wanted from those two guys. Uh, I thought they did like an A plus version of, of the match they were going to do, but that Kenny left me wanting that version of Kenny. And then when you come back to AEW, you don't get that version of Kenny; you get a different yeah. version. And I don't, I don't like the AEW version as much. So yeah. that that was kind of how I left feeling that match. Yeah, we we talked about that many times. I we I I prefer Kenny more in New Japan than. Then AEW, I think, he's a little more serious in Japan, but yeah, AEW, he's just free, free to free to ass off more, and and yeah. you know, no one's gonna check him. So, all right, that is it. Um, we will be back. I don't even know where AEW is running next week. Is it Fresno? Maybe. <gasps> oh yeah, they're going to Fresno soon, right? Soon. I don't, I don't know if it's next week, but it's yeah. probably soon. But as I, I feel I'm like looking... it's always in Texas. That's why I yeah. just feel like. As I'm looking at the calendar, what are we like six weeks away, seven weeks away from when they're out here? So it's not that far, mm-hmm. you know. We're we're yeah, gonna have fast. It'll come fast. We're gonna have to figure out how to do this show. Me driving back from uh, well, actually, it'll it'll be it'll be That's early. Th- they won't show it. No, I'm talking about dynamite. Cause I'm I'm gonna go to dynamite. Oh, uh, oh, when they're in March, you're talking about? Yeah, it's six weeks from March. Oh shoot! Yeah, you're right because we're almost yeah. over this. Like, oh, so... Yeah, seven, like seven weeks, I think. Oh, six, wow. seven. Wow. So, because I'll be it, but but basically, they're still going. You're still going to see the West Coast version unless you go to Dynamite. So I'll still have time it. to get home. I'll still we'll we'll both still have time to come home and and do the show. So yeah, yeah, I was planning. All on right, it. sweet. Uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, we'll be back next week. A lot of stuff coming up. You know the Royal Rumbles in like two weeks. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't and, know if are we getting together for that one. I mean, I, I might know. not be able to, depending on my parents. I, 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 I may stay here. The reason why I may stay here is because I think if all things go right, and the only thing that would stand in the way of this is if the Forty ers played at a mm. similar time 
yeah. as the Royal Rumble because I do a 49ers podcast for uh, the the Bay Area Sports Podcast Network, and that would kind of hurt it. But Andrew Zarin and I want to get together after that show and do like a live, we're live pal post game of the Royal yeah. Rumble. So that's kind of in the kind of what we're going to try to do if if schedule works out, but not promising it yet because we still got to figure out. But um, all right. Yeah. Royal Rumble and then the New Japan show and then the AEW show. They're all going to be like bang, bang, bang. We're going to have lots of wrestling stuff coming up. So it should be fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. That is it. We'll be back next week for John. I'm Double GC. When we see you, peace out.